Good evening. Welcome in the name of Jesus. Tonight is our last Lenten midweek service. We've carried the, uh, the theme of in view of God's mercy, and tonight is in, is in, in view of God's mercy um, in service. And we're going to be looking at the Gospel of John, the 13th chapter, where Jesus is up in the upper room and um, has some choice words for his disciples and for you and me. So we will look at that. We pray, as always, as we um, hear God's word through our liturgy, through the readings, through the sermon, and uh, through the songs and hymns that we sing, that you will be blessed, your faith will be strengthened. And, and tonight we have a special treat, as Joel and Laura and Ben will, will lead us off as they uh, do a piece that Joel has written, O King of Kings, Almighty God.
Please rise. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Do nothing from rivalry or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the form of a servant. Whoever would be great among you must be your servant. Whoever would be first among you must be slave to all. For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. We sing hymn 425, When I Survey the Wondrous Cross.
The scriptures sum up God's law, his demands upon us, and these two commands. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, and with all your strength. And love your neighbors as yourself. Mark 12, verses 30 to 31. But these commands we fail to keep. Our love for God is far from full, and our love for others is incomplete. We seek to serve ourselves rather than to serve God and others. Thus, we acknowledge our sin and seek God's mercy. cry to you for mercy.
Here's the good news. God's word declares that the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. In the mercy of the Almighty God, his Son Jesus was given to die for you. For Christ's sake, God forgives you all your sins and gives you his righteousness, making you holy in his sight. His mercy endures forever because his love for you is steadfast. Let us pray. Gracious Lord, as we continue our Lenten pilgrimage, we do so in view of your mercy. We thank you for sending Jesus to be the suffering servant who gave his life so that we might live eternally. In view of your mercy, we make us into willing servants who live to serve you and others. Sanctify us by your Spirit to humbly serve the needs of those around us as we follow the example of our Lord Jesus Christ. We pray these things in his holy name. Please be seated. Good evening. As you can see, I'm not Rachel. I'm filling in for Rachel tonight. She developed a cough, so uh, here we go. Our Old Testament reading comes from Micah chapter 6. Will the Lord be pleased with thousands of rams, with ten thousands of rivers of oil? Shall I give my firstborn for my transgression, the fruit of my body for the sin of my soul? He has told you, O man, what is good, and what does the Lord require of you but to do justice, and to love kindness, and to walk humbly with your God. This is the word of the Lord. Our epistle lesson comes from Hebrews chapter 6. Though we speak in this way, yet in your case, beloved, we feel sure of better things, things that belong to salvation. For God is not so unjust as to overlook your work in the love that you showed for his sake in serving the saints, as you still do. And we desire each one of you to show the same earnestness to have the full assurance of hope until the end, so that you may not be sluggish, but imitators of those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. This is the word of the Lord. Thank you. Please rise for the reading of the gospel. The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the 13th chapter. When he had washed their feet and put his outer garments and resumed his place, he said to them, Do you understand what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, for so I am. 
by then the Lord and teacher have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that you also should do just as I have done to you. Truly, truly, I say to you, a servant is not greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. If you know these things, blessed are you if you do them. This is the gospel of the Lord. Please be seated. We sing our sermon song.
Our sermon text is John chapter 13, verses 12 to 17, and the theme is mercy and service. Grace, peace, and mercy from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. So I have a question for you, and that's not strange. I usually do. But it is a strange question, maybe. So which athletic sport do you think is the most biblical? No thoughts, huh? Okay. You ready? So some say that baseball is the most biblical sport because the Bible begins with these words. In the big inning. Okay. But there are those who say football is found in the early chapters of Genesis because it describes the first down of the fall into sin. I'm not done yet. Because I believe the truly biblical sport is tennis. Because Joseph served the Pharaoh's court. And tennis is a sport in which it is essential to serve, which is a biblical virtue. Now, obviously, I'm being a little ridiculous here, but how many of you play tennis? Even just a little bit of tennis, right? So if you do, you, you know that uh, serving a ball in tennis is very different from serving others in Christian love. But one thing is true. Serving is important in both tennis and the Christian life. Serving is crucial in tennis because it's the first time you hit the ball that gets the play in motion. You won't win in tennis if you can't serve well. And similarly, service is crucial in the Christian life because it is what God calls you and me to do. And you won't prevail in Christian discipleship without serving well. And to serve means to to work for the benefit of others. It means to assist them and provide them. Service is the act of caring for someone else and doing what is best for them. A server in a restaurant delivers food and drink to their clients. A public servant carries out responsibility for the good of the people. Those who serve in the military offer their lives to protect a nation from its enemies. To serve means to give of yourself and of your abilities in order to improve the lives of others. The Bible describes it this way in Philippians chapter 2, verses 3 to 4. It says, In humility... Count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interest, but also to the interest of others. In our gospel lesson from John 13, Jesus calls his disciples and us to serve. And he demonstrated what serving looks like in a very concrete way. It was on Thursday night in which Jesus celebrated the Last Supper with his disciples. Verse 4 of John 13 and 5 describe what Jesus did this way. He rose from supper and laid aside his outer garments and taking a towel, tied it around his waist. Then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel that was wrapped around him. 
This was an astounding act because to wash others' feet was the responsibility of the lowest servant. At special meals, usually the lowest level servant boy would be stationed at the door and as the guests came in, he would wash the feet of the guests. But at the meal, our Lord himself, the host of the supper, bends down to wash the feet of each of his disciples. Is it any wonder that Peter was appalled that his master would serve in such a lowly manner? But after completing the task of washing their feet, Jesus drives home the lesson when he says these from our text, from John 13. When he had washed their feet and put out his outer garments and resumed his place, he said to them, Do you understand what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, for so I am. If I then, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that you also should do just as I have done to you. Truly, truly, I say to you, a servant is not greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. If you know these things, blessed are you if you do them. That's John 13, 12 to 17. And so our Lord Jesus calls you and me to serve, to wash others' feet. It was just simply an a, a, a illustration, if you will, on the broader principle of serving others. Several other times in his teaching ministry, Jesus had called his disciples to a life of service. We see that in Mark 9.35, Mark 10.43-45, John 12.26. And today, you and I are called to serve as well. But there's a problem. We don't serve well naturally. Our sinful nature inclines us away from serving others. Because of our sinfulness, we would rather serve ourselves and demand that others serve us. In fact, this is the very character of what we call sin. To be selfish, to be self-serving. For example, when a mother asks her son to set the table... His sinful nature inclines him to complain. When an office, office worker sees her colleague struggling with an assignment, she fails to get up and help, to assist, because it's extra work. When an elderly neighbor has needs, maybe just to get to a doctor, our sinful nature hinders us from getting involved. And all the while, however, we expect others to serve us. A husband expects his wife to do all of the housework in their home. A wife demands that the husband jump at her beck and call. A co-worker takes the easy task upon himself and assigns a difficult and demanding one to others. And all of these cases reflect the reality that by our own impulses and because of our sinful nature, we would much rather be served than to serve. Yet, this is precisely why Jesus came to earth. His mission was to rescue self-serving sinners and remake them into selfless servants, or selfless servants. Jesus claimed about himself in Mark chapter 10, verse 45. He says, the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom 
many. And you and I are included in the many. And the very night in which Jesus washed the feet of his disciples, he was arrested according to God's plan. And the very next day, Jesus' own feet were awash in blood as he was nailed to the cross, according again to God's purpose. It was Christ's mission to be our suffering servant, as foretold by the prophet Isaiah. He made the ultimate service by giving his life to ransom self-serving sinners like you and like me from our sin. As the Apostle Paul puts it in Philippians 2, he says, Jesus made himself nothing, taking the form of a servant, and he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. By his sacrificial death, Jesus has ransomed us from sin. He has literally paid the penalty for our sins, yours and mine. And as you come to him, repentant of your sin, your selfishness, your self-serving behavior, my selfishness, my self-serving behavior, are all forgiven. In his mercy, you are pardoned of your neglect to serve others as God has commanded. And now, in view of God's mercy, you are renewed. And you're renewed for a purpose, and that purpose is to serve. By Christ's suffering service on the cross, you are ransomed from your sin. By the sanctifying service of the Holy Spirit, you are remade into willing servants who live to bless others. The story is told by an American man who observed the ministry of Mother Teresa. You may recall that in the 20th century, Mother Teresa served the poorest of the poor in Calcutta, India, caring for the sick and the desolate in the city streets. The man watched as a little nun, Teresa, embraced the leper. And then in the gutter, she cleaned his leprous wounds. And this observer, in disgust, declared, I would not do that for a million dollars. Hearing these words, Mother Teresa looked up at the American, and she replied, Neither would I, but I would gladly do it for Christ. Mother Teresa served this leper and others in desperate need in view of the mercy of God. She served them for Christ. Because Christ has served her by giving his life. And it is for the same reason that you and I serve others. We serve them because of Christ. And we serve them for Christ. He is the one who came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for you and for me and for the whole world. He is the one who knelt down to wash the disciples' feet. And he is the one who was lifted up on the cross to cleanse you and me from sin. He is the one, as it is told by John, I have given you an example that you also should do just as I have done to you. Truly, truly, I say to you, a servant is not greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. If you know these things, blessed are you if you do them. John 13, 15-17. And so knowing these things, you and I do them. In view of God's mercy to us in Jesus, we serve in, in the mercy by the needs of those around us. And in view of God's mercy in Christ, we follow the example of Christ, 
our suffering servant. And echoing Mother Teresa's words, we do it not for a million dollars, but we gladly do it for Christ. Amen. Let us pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, forgive us for the times that we serve ourselves or we seek others to serve us. Empower us by your Holy Spirit to serve others for you and to do it not for the million dollars because we do it for you. Amen. Would you please rise for prayer? Almighty and merciful God, we approach your throne of grace today as your servants. You call us to serve you by serving others. So guide us to recognize those who you send to us to serve. You call us to serve one another as you have served us. So empower us to follow the example of Jesus who washed feet. Give us insight to perceive the needs of others, to respond by serving the cares of body and soul. Give us humility to count others more important than ourselves and to attend to their interests above our own. Give us compassion to see others in distress and to aid and assist. In view of your mercy, move us by your spirit to give mercy to others and so extend your mercy in the world. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. All these things we pray in the name of Jesus, who came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for us all. We join together in the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Give us our trespasses. We forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not in temptation, but deliver us from evil. May the merciful God, who is faithful to forgive your self-serving sin, direct you to serve others in his name and through his power, through Jesus Christ, to whom be the glory forever. We sing our closing hymn, hymn number 783, Take My Life and Let It Be.
Amen. Please be seated. We have any, any um, announcements today? Jason? Good evening. Just let everyone know this Saturday, uh, not an April Fool's joke, uh, from 9 a.m. to noon, we're going to have a sanctuary cleaning party uh, in preparation for Holy Week uh, coming up. So we're just going to clean everything. We didn't have get a chance to paint, but that's coming soon. Uh, but we'll at least get everything painted, the brass, everything. So please come and let's clean it up. Thanks, Jason. Yeah, Laura. Thank you. I didn't do it. <laughs> that is uh, Rachel, who did most of the work. She had some help. Uh, they've helped, helped with that, and Phil helped with that, and probably a few others I can't remember who all helped with, the, the, the uh, beautiful cross and, and our tomb, or should I say Jesus' tomb. Um, this will be interactive. So, but uh, she's not feeling well right now. Oh, she used to right there, though. So you can, don't hug her, though, because Today. You can hug her on Sunday when she feels better. <laughs> but she's, she's been working real hard um, in the dungeon, putting this stuff together. So, and and it, it is well. So you need to come uh, all next week. So next week, Sunday, um, so after you come Saturday, help us clean the, clean the sanctuary up. Sunday is Palm Sunday, also known as Passion Sunday. Our color is going to be, will be red, which is more focused on the... the um, the latter half of the worship service, which is focuses is on the uh, sacrifice of Christ. And then we move into, that kicks off Holy Week, and we move into, uh, nothing next Wednesday, but Thursday is Monday Thursday, or Holy Thursday. Um, that's the, looking at the Last Supper when Jesus instituted the Lord's Supper. And so we will have that, the Lord's Supper on Thursday, as well as the stripping of our altar, and we will take everything that you see that way, that has color out of the sanctuary and will be down to the bare wood, um, which prepares us for Friday, which will be a week from Friday. It's Friday? Good Friday. And we'll be focused on the actual sacrifice of Christ. Um, and uh, look at Psalm 22, as well as some other um, things as we go through um, some special music also on, on Good Friday. So bring your friends and family to that also. Uh, take Saturday off in preparation for Sunday, the week from this Sunday, which is the, the resurrection of Christ, Easter. And one note is that the service will not be at 9 o'clock on Easter. It will be at 10 o'clock on Easter. Um, and then following uh, our Easter worship service, um, there's 400 Easter eggs to be found outside. I think outside, provided it doesn't rain. But come to all those services because they build on one another. And this, the theme of, of service that we heard very, very specific uh, tonight uh, will be carried through all those worship services. And uh, so please come. Please bring your friends. Let's fill this place up as we share the gospel of Jesus with everybody who needs to hear it. So let us go in peace. And whatever that Jesus said, let us go and serve, right? Yeah, serve the Lord.